0: It's ink Jim, but not as we know it. This is big. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Off. We have a liftoff. Debbie's four computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. Roger, zero J and I feel fine. Welcome to the Bashcast. I have to be in orbit. This is Bashcast, episode number. It is 20 minutes past 21 p.m. on Friday the 30th of July 2021. This is your judo coach Who will shake you and slap your face Into a medal winning position Coming up in this evening's Bashcast, we look at some Olympics history, some military service, the Corn Ferry golf tour, and there's a thief in our ranks. to look at the week that has been glorious Goodwood. All of that and more coming up in this evening's basket. Welcome to the 2020 Tokyo Olympics that finally get underway 12 months late. Which means, of course, the twilight zone of the golfing calendar, Um, the Olympics golf tournament. I think a little bit like the bash cast of the podcast world is now underway. Uh, Probably the most, I don't know, unique tournament in the golfing calendar. You can only send a certain number of people from each country and let's say the top 20 long distance athletes are going to be kenyan they're not going to send all 20 they can only send the best five or six or however many the cutoff is And it's the same in the Olympics. Um, If you look at the FedEx rankings just now, you've got Colin Morikawa first, Jordan Spieth, Patrick Cantley is third, Harris English fifth, Bryson DeChambeau, Justin Thomas, and Xander Schauffele fill up the rest of the top ten. That's seven of the top ten are American. And then very next, Jason Cockrack, Brooks Koepka, you know, the Americans continue. And yet they can only send a finite number of golfers to the Olympics. We don't have world number one, John Rahm, we don't have world number two Dustin Johnson. We don't have world number three Bryson DeChambeau. In fact, of the top of the people there, the Arnold Palmer Invitational have like twenty seven. The Valspar Championship has nineteen there. And the sort of a lack of depth, but it also makes it interesting. It's just weird that they choose to do the seventy two hole stroke format. Do you think they could have mixed it up and maybe done some match play or something like that? It does make it interesting to watch interesting to follow um it is at the where is it where are my course notes the Ka, the kasumagasi the kasumagasi country club which uh, according to green square key metrics there are strokes gained off the tee Greens and regulation, scrambling, bent grass putting. The problem with putting the graph together with these uh, attributes, which I did try to, but you need the stats for the world's best four p- for everyone in the field. And the guys that are on the Arnold Palmer invitation on the Valspar Championship, I just don't have recent stats for them, right? I mean, I could get them, but I'm lazy. So I'm just assuming those guys have average strength which they won't against the pga professional guys so the the sort of attributes graph that jumped out um with migliozzi to be fair who isn't doing too badly i'm recording this between day two and three it might go out between day three and four so a little bit of this might be out of date but um what's the current field going on yeah migliozzi last time i looked was doing okay. Oh, maybe he's falling away. I don't know. Miggy, where are you? Oh, yeah, he's outside the top ten. Now, Xander Shofeli first. Carlos Ortiz in second, pack and seventh. Jazz Janawatanand. Come on, Jazz. You can do it. Evens after a seven under on the first day. So you can't go much off the graph. Uh, obviously... There's not a lot of like previous tournaments to go off. We had the Rio 2016, which the market smashed, by the way. The market had the favourite Henrik Stenson, uh, Sergio Garcia in second, and Justin Rose in third. And it finished Justin Rose in first, Henrik Stenson in second, and Sergio Garcia just back in eighth. I mean, how amazing is that? The market absolutely got it right in the... 2016 olympics and then before that i don't have betting data but george leon from canada won the 1904 st louis olympics which was the golf before 2016 and then charles sands won the 1900 um olympics for the usa ahead of walter rutherford dead boy david robertson david robertson who um famously also played international rugby for scotland played in what were the old six nations the home nations tournament um championship against wales in 1893 so that was before his golfing career i mean imagine that imagine like i don't know like rory McElroy played rugby played i mean of all the bloody people to pick i picked the (laughs) rory McElroy. imagine rory McElroy played rugby for the lions and then went over to the olympics and played golf over there that's sort of the equivalent you know what i mean um until 2011 uh sorry until 2016 only uh, 98 golfers had played golf in the olympics um 22 in nineteen hundred, seventy seven in 1904 but only one played in both of them albert bond lambert what a name um uh, he then went and bought a plane from the wright brothers in 1911 as you would uh, and got flying lessons from orville wright well this guy's got a mad life sometimes you fall into these um wikipedia these Wikipedia rabbit holes. Anyway, so back to the um, 2021 Olympics. So if one of these random guys wins, it's going to be weird because not we, You know, I didn't have anything on the graphs for them. I'm sure the market makers as well are just sort of scrambling around for a bit of data. you got to presume that the guys on the PGA Tour are the guys that are going to be sort of competing for the gold. The two interesting sort of asterisks belong to sungay im and to see si Wu kim both young guys sungay im seems to be in around forever but he's only 23 he won the pga champion the players championship in 2017 no he didn't that was see si kim sorry I should remember that because I was on him. He's And they're both young guys. I mean, Siwa came $1.89 million in winning. So these guys will be flying around the world. Um, oh, $14 million in winning. He got $1.89 just for the Players' Championship. They'll be having a good time. They'll be living in reasonable accommodation surrounded by uh, a litany of professionals and masseuses and sports therapists and trainers um uh but the thing is for these two guys the stress for them comes from the fact that even despite siwoo kim having a major under his belt the korean government do not ex exempt military service from koreans even if they win a major championship, which is why they would have skipped the Open, the only way they exempt military service for their citizens is if they win bronze, silver or gold at the Olympics. Now, you could argue that it's probably easier to win gold at the Olympics than it is to win the Open. In fact, it is, full stop. It's definitely easier to win bronze at the olympics than it is to win the open and yet if you win bronze at the olympics you don't have to go and do military service and military service literally is as awful as it sounds from what i've read um uh, all of um south koreans up to the age of 35 I think something like that have to enlist after 19 years old for military service because of the way it was cut up with North Korea um after article 39 of the South Korean constitution July 1948 off the top of my head um you literally have to go and sit in a dormitory uh with uh, uh 30 other smelly men between the ages of 19 and 35 uh and you do rifle training and you march in uh time and you do all the things that i consider to be literally the worst thing that you could do spending time on planet earth <laughs> and uh, you can't get out of it unless you have that olympic medal and there's been a few olympic pga guys like hwan soon kim um uh, and Seongjun Jun Yu, who have gone... KJ Choi, who have gone... I mean, by the way, if any South Korean fans out there, Seongjun uh, Jun Yu was a pop singer, not a golfer, but KJ Choi, who have gone and done military service. And when they come out, they haven't played golf in two years, and they can't actually compete at the same... Level. Of course they can't. You can't just take a two-year break from elite sport and then, and then go and compete at the highest... Um, at the highest level again so they have the added bonus that imagine you're their guys doesn't matter that they're already you know wealthy and everything like that they're mid-20s do you remember what you were like when you were mid-20s your fear your hopes and dreams for the future by the way i'm almost certain whatever you thought you were going to be doing in your mid-20s you're not doing it now unless you're still in your mid-20s the future didn't pan out quite as you imagined it but hopefully it's still good or the alternative is just as good as you would have imagined it. But these that's because you're probably not special, like me. You're not special. You're not super talented. Um, uh, uh, so all you can hope for is happiness and mediocrity. Well, these guys, they are super talented. They've got it. They're good. And it could be stripped from them just because they've got to go and protect themselves from those pesky North Koreans. Um, and uh, that is stress that is real stress it's like imagine making a pot for a million dollars that's stress imagine making a pot so that you don't have to spend two years of your life away from the pga tour with all the millions that would possibly come with that and also it might ruin your entire career when you come back because you haven't been competing at the highest standard for all of that time so it's almost like a lifetime's earnings could be stripped away from you it is uh between day two and day three how are they doing Woo Kim. Oh, uh, you almost get Fleetwood come up when you search for Woo Kim. Three under. Leaders at 11 under. Uh, there's a little bit of a way to go there. Woo Sungay Sungae Im's right at the back. seventy seventy three. Mate, one over. Military service may beckon for you, Sungay. Wow. I joke about it but I genuinely feel sorry for the chap anyway um, one guy who's doing well and we picked him out is Mito Pereira step up my mate what were we betting on him on I'm gonna to have to go and get the air uh, well I'm on him at the I am on him at the exchange so I've got a little bit of a higher price I'm not gonna bother looking up what we put him up at the bookmaker it would have been fractionally more or the same, but whatever it is. Congratulations, markets Thanks for showing me all my bets without having to click show more 92 times. Yeah, I got 100 to 1 on him. Um, So I got 100 to 1 on Pereira. Now this guy, what a story from Pereira. If I can just pick up the season from last year. So last year... Pereira is uh, the next big thing after Joaquin Nieman to come out of Chile. This time last year he was just, and I mean just, inside the top 300 in the world ranking. And the Olympics won't allow anyone in unless you're in the top 250. Sorry for hitting the microphone, I apologise. I hope you didn't jump out of your seat. Um, so he's not qualifying for the Olympics if the Olympics is played in 2020. And he's languishing down on the Corn Ferry Tour. Corn Ferry Tour is the development tour for the PA, PGA Tour. It's like the Championship beneath the Premiership, right? Uh, and uh, um, it's for the golfers that are good but not quite good enough. But it does allow some element of um, promotion at the end of the season. Um, however. Since 1997, there's been this argument that if you're really, really good and you're showing so much form, it's kind of ridiculous, you could get immediate promotion. And they define that by winning three um, tournaments in a single year on the Corn Ferry Tour. And if you do that, you get immediate promotion, which is quite cool for the guys who get two. And there's been a few guys that have done this that are sort of famous names. Patrick Moore did it in... 2002, Carlos Ortiz did it in 2014, probably the most famous of the current batch of golfers, there was one in 2016, Wesley Bryan hasn't done a lot since then, and so, I'm trying to find the, this year, the 2021 series on the Corn Ferry Tour, here it is, which started on January the 15th, they do it nicely, you see, they go January to December 31st, take note everybody else. You know what I mean? And Mito Pereira, the Chilean, got off to an absolute flyer and in the fourth event of the year he wins the Country Club Du Bocata championship in columbia so good for him he's the fourth winner of the year behind tommy Ganey, jared uh, wolf who incidentally just carded the 57 i saw today i do follow the corn fairy Tour for some dumb reason davis riley and then mito Pereira. there you go he's got one under his belt fast forward all the way just to a few weeks ago like a month and a half ago um june the 6th in north carolina you've got the rex hospital open and Mito Pereira wins that. So good for him. Um, he beats Steven Jager in a playoff, of all things. So there's his two. Now he's on two. Doesn't it get interesting now? Do you know what I mean? He's on two and he's like, oh my days. There's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eight, eleven, twelve, thirteen tournaments left. And if I win any of these thirteen tournaments. Um, then that's my third win of the year and I get my PGA card. Well, the very next week is the BMW charity Pro-Am and Mito Pereira shoots 27 under to beat Justin Lower, not by one, not by two, not by three, by four shots and smashes his way onto the PGA card. What a victory, what a night that would have been after the BMW charity pro-am you know what i mean so mito Pereira has just been on if you like the best form of any golfer kind of maybe as much as colin morikawa but he's been coming through the development tour and uh, he's now on the pga and if you look at his stats since he's been on the pga since just the middle of june they are through the roof and he was a hundred to one for the olympics well at the moment in time, between uh rounds two and three as we are just now, Mito Pereira sits in third position. I am taking that hundred to one. Any day of the week just now. But um he's a different breed. You have to be strong for these things. You know what I mean? You have to make those putts right at the, the, the end of it. There's the, the, imagine that 10-foot putt for the Olympics. Either if you are in the Olympics because you've come through the Corn Ferry Tour just a month before and got your PGA card, or you're in the Olympics and having that 10-foot putt and all of that stress is the difference between you having a two-year hi- hiatus in military service and possibly the rest of your career and holding your nerve to make it that's the difference that's the mental stress around golf I feel nervous enough if I've got a three foot putt against my buddy and you can sort of there's been a lot of speculation and argument recently about um, if sport should just be about the physical attributes or whether the mental side of it needs to be factored in or just completely removed and kind of you know if you're suffering from mental health issues then you can be forgiven you're still a champion and everything like that but I mean Personally, I think possibly especially the elite sport. Um, it's as physical as it is mental. I mean you've got the two sides of it. The physical thing um has again, two sides to that to that coin. You've got first the genes, you know, which is um sorry to say it, but um you're never going to be a hundred meter Olympian champion. Unless your name is Usain Bolt or <laughs> Um, who is the current hundred meter? Let's pop it over to the athletics just now. Let's go and have a look at uh, the men's Olympics. Hundred meters, unless your name is Trayvon Bromwell, Ronnie Baker, um, uh, Johan Blake, Andre Degas, Fred Curley. You know, you guys, okay, you got the genes, but the rest of us don't. And that's unfair. It's unfair on us that didn't have the ability to be born with putting on the requisite amount of uh, ratio of body, uh, of muscle mass to body fat putting on the requisite volume of mod, uh, muscle mass that our bodies can hold being able to transfer oxygen around our body efficiently all of these things come down to genes and so maybe your genes are good enough that you can go and run in your local running club but you're not going to be the 100 meter olympic championship uh neither am i it's just not going to happen uh, and the same in terms of the stress that you can put your body under they, these guys train so much um that well okay in terms of the athletics they train so much that the most normal people's bodies would break before they got to the level that they've got to now possibly in golf i mean there's an argument that they're swinging their bodies and hitting the ball so hard these days that they're doing themselves long-term damage and the, the longevity of golfers these days isn't as long as it was in the olden days when you could have 40 50 60 year olds competing because people are swinging with so much power they're doing longer term damage to their back muscle um in terms of the pain that they can go through with the back muscles and everything like that i read something there's a report from some professor at the the university of science <laughs> some university some science university and you can measure pain on a scale a bit like you can measure um Chilies on the Scoville scale, except nothing like that, because that's to do with taste in millions of uh, millilitres of water. But you can measure scale um, um, objectively instead of subjectively, right? So, I mean, someone says that this, you know, 10 on, on the scale hurts, and someone else might say that uh, that's deliberating pain, and someone else might say, ah, oh, it's nothing and everything like that. And good old Phelpsy Michael Phelps, the decorated Olympian, they measured him. They they hooked him up to this pain test. This man here was born with certain genes where he doesn't feel pain anywhere nearly as much as other people. And what happens with old Phelps is he'll push himself so that the lactate acid is going and building up around his muscles to an extent that if that amount of lactate acid and pain associated with the buildup um, uh, was experienced by me or by you, we'd pass out. We'd literally pass out from the pain. It would be that painful. And he doesn't feel it. And that is what has enabled him to go further. So you could maybe argue, well, is that a disability? You know what I mean? He's not the same. He's not built the same. He doesn't have the same genes. He's not working the same. His body's not the same as you and me. Um, well, you can't exactly put Phelpsy into the Paralympics just because he doesn't feel pain like that. Uh, and this, to me, is an argument why everybody should be given super drugs and we should have the steroids Olympics so that we can all compete on the same level as Michael Phelps. But the training that's required, the repeating you know, over and over again, do it, do it again, do it wrong, do it wrong, do it wrong, and then do it right. That kind of repetition and that patience, again, that's a mental thing. and It's a mental thing that I probably, no, I definitely don't have the necessary um, um, mental strength to be able to repeat sort of both the same motions and the same failures to become a professional shot. Uh, Sportsman, and neither do you and then you get to the event and the event could be between two people who are almost equally matched but one of them has a little bit more mental strength and just pushes them through and performs at the right time and that's all part of the game and anyone that says that you can quit and still be a champion I don't know, it's not part of the game as far as I'm concerned so the current state anyway um, uh, uh, of the Olympics we've got Mito Pereira Third position, big, jazzy, jazzy J, the jazz man, Janet uh, Watanond. Is that right? Janer Watanond uh, at 7-under. And then uh, a couple of guys, Rosner, just back. In terms of the guys that I've picked out here, it's like the back to front. The long shots are doing really well. Pereira, Janer Watanond, Rosner, uh, and the... The faves, if you like, the shorter priced guys, uh, are the guys outside of the top 20. Cameron Smith, Adrian Hanser, Corey Connors. And they're over in the European tour, just to tell everyone, Otaheiki, Otagui, Adrian Otagui, Adrian Otagui, Adrian Otagui, he hasn't made the cup. He's out. Oh, God, he just doesn't... He either, he either doesn't make the cut... He's all or nothing, Otteggs. Big Otti. OTG g g is all or nothing. He either, he either wins the damn thing or he doesn't make the cut. Some weird things going on in this ispis anyway. Oh, look at that, Nikolai Hosgkard. Whilst I've been recording this segment, has just gone bogey, double bogey, bogey. unstar. Don't even care if you squeeze in. You're done. You're dead to me, Nikolai. How's your brother doing over in the Olympics? He's not doing too great either. It's not a weekend for the Hodgegard twins. So, um, the golf model though is doing okay. Picked out um, Colin Morikawa uh, a couple of weeks ago, who's the, who seems like a very a, a sort of decent guy. And um, I know the guys up at the very listenable. Uh, Bunkered podcast have sort of suggested that this guy has a hell of a future ahead of him just because he's got all the attributes, he's doing all the right things. He's got his MBA, he's got his head screwed on, and he's just the um, all his stats are just pointing in the right direction. Um, and he brought it home in the open, I think, about well, again, I was on 40s on the exchange, so it probably would have been about 33s, 30, 30, 30, 36s, um, at the extra place bookmakers, and that that both sort of stretches out the um. Um, the ROI that we have, betting um, the golf tracker guys, or the golf op- the weekly golf options from the golf tracker um, on the exchange. And it also stretches out the ROI, betting at bookmakers with the extra places. Um, we've done year one, which was the 21st of May to the 20th of May, 21st of May 2019 to a year later in 2020, it was 34. 4% ROI. What amazes me is like how uh, similar the ROIs are in each year. Year 2, 2020 to 2021, 346 compared to 34.1%. Just a little bit better. Uh, and year 3, tw- um, this is the 21st of May 2021. Just a couple of months up to the 30th of June 2021, including the... 3M Open which was the uh, and the Kazoo Open which was the week after the Open we obviously got the winner in the Open Morikawa uh, we got enough places in the Kazoo and the 3M to turn a profit there nine tournaments in the PGA since the 21st of May eight in the European Tour Um, Still running a loss on the PGA, although you count the Open as both PGA and European Tour. I don't. Every tournament's one or the other, as far as I'm concerned. Minus 9.93% ROI. That's minus 120 quid from £1,212 staked on the PGA. Fortunately, we're plus £1,092 from 960... Pounds uh, staked on the European tour since the beginning of middle of May 113% ROI there, more than doubled our money so um, £2,000 staked 971 profit in total 44% ROI we started with a £1,000 bankroll on the 21st of May 2019 we put these selections up before the start of the tournament every tournament so people could see them and we've now got 7345 pounds and 15 pence apropos of nothing we had someone sign up for bookie bashing not recently a little bit ago called uh mr robert krushank ah all right mike i mean Robert so they signed up and then very shortly afterwards um someone completely unrelated to Robert Crushank uh wrote a blog a blog by Mr Mike Crushank so he signed up and then this blog appeared and the blog is who are the best golf betting tipsters he says Golf is a great sport for playing and watching, okay? But can it also be a good choice for betting on? I don't know. With so many players capable of winning each tournament, it's not the easiest sport to bet on. It doesn't mean it's impossible, though. That's good to know. Finding the best golf tipsters could help you win more often. All right. So where should you be looking? Well, the truth is there's some excellent choices right now. We will begin by looking at the top names but first of all we will have a look at why we're betting on golf there's plenty of reasons to bet on it maybe you love the sport i do perhaps you have a good knowledge of the players i do uh it can add excitement when you watch a tournament it does he's right on all three points there but what about the chances of making a profit well there are often players at big odds and it certainly is an unknown for an outsider to win a tournament if you get it right you could win a lot of money I mean, there's a lot of people that write blogs like this. Like, oh, look, golfers are big odds, so you can win a lot of money. I mean... I guess, if you're betting at a single golfer every week at over 500 to 1. Anyway, it's not as competitive a market as football betting, so you have fewer options to choose from, but some of them regularly return good profits. <sighs> Each way betting makes sense in golf, after all it's incredibly tough to predict the outright winner. It becomes a bit easier when you could choose someone to finish in a place. Okay, I mean let's forgive him. Whatever. We could pick we could pick apart that entire paragraph, but whatever. Why choose a golf betting tipster? Here we go. Betting on golf is easy but difficult to get right. In a tournament like the British Open the British Open, interesting interesting the british open over 150 players take part amongst them are the world's best players any of whom is capable any of who is capable of winning oh you gotta out of everything here that m that's missing from the whom is one of the the biggest uh, uh one of the biggest crimes so far you can probably also remember some famous victories by outsiders it isn't as easy as say football there are far more possible winners to take into account um many tipsters will look for value on this basis um on the basis that um oh sorry i did skip a paragraph because it was Let's not do that. Of course, an expert will know who the course suits. Interesting. An expert will know who the course suits. Maybe they put a graph together for people to read. They will know who is informed and who is struggling. They will take into account the player's records at this course and tournament. All of this information lets them make an informed choice. Many tipsters will look for value on this basis. Is a certain price a golfer overpriced? Yeah, this is all correct. This is what we're doing. This is great. Have the bookies judged the market well enough? Because bookmakers have to put odds on many different players, and so they don't always get it right, and they might neglect to take something important into account. Now, good tipster cannot guarantee profits. Right? Of course not. I mean, this isn't, this isn't some sort of arbitrage, is it, Mike? Uh, they can only point to their track record as a sign of their expertise. Yes, you're right there. The track record... A track record that is independently verified and is put up for every golfer before the tournament starts. Expect them to have lots of bets. Oh, expect them to lose a lot of bets as well. The main thing is that there's a clear pattern here. Yes, in this respect, it's like any type of sports betting. The more you know, the better your chances of winning. But you can never be 100% certain that your pick will win. So, after all of that, let's take a look at the best options when it comes to golf tipsters. My days. He's right. My Mike is right here completely. So let's look at the number one golf betting tipster as recommended by Mike Krushank. He starts with the Mike Krushank golf betting system. What? The what? The what? It's almost like Mike Krushank had been over to Smart Betting Club and had seen that there had been an independent review of the Best Tips Doesn't Summer Tract. And then he's seen that and seen obviously the you know, we are we have the highest ROI out of anyone um in twenty twenty one. Um and he's wanted that, uh but he's just taken it and then replaced The guys with the highest ROI with the Mike Krushank... What is the Mike Krushank golf betting system? Let's have a read of this. Now, um, uh, the Mike Krushank golf betting system isn't golf betting from a uh, conventional sense of a tipster. Okay, what's he got here? Rather, it gives you a way of generating value bets that give you an edge... How does it work? Well, it exploits a loophole with bookie prices on each-way betting. Basically, you're looking for value each-way bets. They need to offer more for the place than the odds for that player winning suggested. Uh, So your bet will pay out if they win the whole thing, but it will also pay if they finish in the top places. You only lose if they finish further down the leaderboard as mentioned this makes sense in golf betting you are giving yourself a far better chance of winning something remember that predicting the outright winner is incredibly difficult in golf i mean only if you were not betting say a consistent 16 15 of the field every single week anyway. uh, with this approach you will earn more doing this but you also cover yourself in an each way mat, uh, aspect as you i mean this is I'm sorry, it's a garbled nonsense by this point. As you can m- imagine, it's a tactic that only works when the odds stack up. That's why you need an excellent strategy. The golf betting system proposal here takes you by- through it step by step. Um, so he's got a tracker, apparently, that tracks the EV of the golfers. And you bet on the high EV golfers. Oh, my God. Whew. And depending upon the numbers, you might want to lay the bet off, but it can also be done without laying bets off. Okay, brilliant, well done. It's a good choice if you want to lower the risk of betting with so many entrants, after all, in a major golf tournament, it helps you narrow down the field. You don't need to be a golf expert to use this method. You just need to understand the numbers and you will place the smarter bets. Uh, It's a lot easier than doing it manually. And then he goes on to say that the next best golf betting tips does the Golf Insider from... From Smart Betting Club. I mean, he's literally taken the Smart Betting Club and he's just inserted himself as the number one golf tipster and then put the next guy as the number two and removed whose SBC actually do have as the number one. And then copied our system. Except he obviously has to market it not as a golf betting system but as the 20-minute system because apparently it's really easy to place 20 minutes worth of bets every single week. Um, And he's done his best to clone it he has failed on seven fundamental issues that i'm aware of and i would be a moron to discuss those issues here i really would but from what i couldn't see um imitation is the sincerest form of flattery and whilst we're at it with uh our sayings if you get if you pay peanuts you get monkeys um the issues around the 20 minute system are significant um and um he put up some results that he tracked privately over the course of a year now that's cheesy man that really is not putting them up public for publicly for people to see there's not a single person that saw these tips before they came out i actually believe that he did validly he did bet on these things you know validly that he's not making them up i i don't believe that the results are um made up what i do believe is that he didn't have the foresight a year before to put them up publicly and he didn't want to wait another year so he just said this is what i bet on look at the profit that i made the reason he made profit was because of stuart sink in a single golf tournament and um the reason he may, well, no, there are reasons that he he very well may make money in the next year, the next two years. You can take a golf system and it could run for, um, like like the one that we have at Bookie Bashing, and it could run for a year. And there is a possibility that it could be in the negative, uh, somewhere in the region of about 20%. You're running the with the strategy that I'm using, okay? Running with the strategy that Mike's using, I know what the figure is. I'm not going to say it because, of course, it would be foolish for me to give away exactly what's wrong with it and exactly what I've looked at it. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, it's a complete rip-off. Now, look, Mike, Mike Krushank is the king of ripping people off. At Bookie Bashing, at what we developed there, we, we didn't rip anyone off. We came into it because there was a uh, area for value betting, uh, there were a lot of complicated things that needed sorted, and we need to actually solve a lot of problems without having a massive amount of bookmaker, traditional bookmaking history, okay? So solving things like clustering in corners, the algorithms like that, we had to put everything together ourselves, and it's okay, we had a great community with a lot of eyes and things, we've honed things over time, uh, and they're all looking really good. And the big key thing, was that we didn't want to copy anyone for anything. Uh, And we know that if we get there first and we get it right, we'll be okay. And that's what we always aimed for. Everything has to be done ourselves. Because there's enough people that just say, oh, look, they're doing that. I'm going to do exactly the same as what they're doing, exactly the same, and call it my own, and hopefully I'll become more popular than them. Look at the way that these match betting sites copy off each other, the odds monkeys and the profit accumulators big row that they got into. It's farcical and it's laughable. And if they actually just stood up and had the confidence to say, I'm going to do something myself and I'm going to stick my neck out and come up with unique and innovative innovative um, um, edges and processes without looking elsewhere um, and without copying from elsewhere, then they would probably, one of them would have swallowed the other one, but they didn't. They, they were too focused on each other. I personally don't look at any of these places. I log on maybe once every every blue moon, just to see what's going on. And I end up sighing and rolling my eyes and logging off again. I log on to Monkey so I can get my 0% at Smarket. So, go, Jason, please don't take it away just because I said that. Please leave it with me. It's very good. Um, This was just outright thievery from from Robert, sorry, Mike Krushank. It's not something that, look, Robert, sorry, Mike Krushank didn't invent um EV Maximizer. When I was playing poker back in mid-2000s, I was um, making some money, and I was aware of the casino bonuses being plus EV. They were ridiculous back in those days. I never knew how ridiculous because we didn't have an EV maximizer. I knew that there were Monte Carlo casino simulations that would return EV for these subs. The guys back in the mid-2000s knew how much the subs were worth, and they were selling them for a 1,000 or 2,000 pounds. You had to install the software onto your computer, and I never did it. Uh, I was making money from playing some poker, and it wasn't anywhere near as much as I could have made from those extraordinary, generous. I mean, the multi account, some multi accounters from the mid two thousands, late two thousands, have made a million. They made the seven figures, um, uh, and I, I, I didn't touch it, and I didn't touch it. Um, and then Krushank's genius was to take these extraordinarily expensive. Um, pieces of software, £1,000, £2,000 that work out the casino EV that are being sold for this amount of money because they know how much money it's worth for the customer. And he charged 50 quid for it as EV maximiser and put it on a browser that he didn't have to install on your computer and bish, bash, bosh. I mean, it was a really clever idea. In doing so, probably destroyed uh, and imploded the casino sub-environment around the UK. Can't argue with him. I didn't know about it until I got involved with him, and then I saw the potential of how much was around. At the same time as everybody else, personally made a lot of money, so I can't be mad at the guy. Uh, he didn't invent it; he took an existing idea and he made it available to the masses. Good on him! I'm glad that he did well as a result of that, and I'm glad. I'm sorry that it imploded for everyone, but it had to happen with the amount of value that was out there. Same with match betting; he doesn't, he doesn't. Um, you didn't invent match betting. I think Profit Maximizer came around 2011. Before that, you had the MSC Forum on um, uh, Martin Lewis. Before that, you had OLBG, um, the, the saddest place in the world. Um, that, that place ended up, um, which I think first... Before that, you had like gambling.rec in the chat rooms. They were talking about, you know, early forms of arbitrage and casino... Um, hunting and things like that, because bonus bumming is what I've heard. I remember it being called back in those days. And again, I never did it because it didn't seem fun compared to poker. Playing cards was a lot more. was a lot more easier back in those days. So he he was the master of nicking stuff. Um, so look, if you're interested in a an inferior product that has fundamental issues with it that was stolen from us, but not stolen well go and uh yeah go and have a look at the go and have a look at the 20 minute system i have seen one person have a moan about the cost of um of the subscription at bookie bashing and then suggest that that's better because it's cheaper my advice to you is uh be my guest be my guest come back in uh 2 years time and put the results side by side uh i, I I will will wager any percentage of my bankroll over who will be doing better in terms of ROI. Yeah, there you go. Got my bitch out for the day. Ah the fickleness of short-term profit monitoring until 1 p.m today uh friday the 30th of july 2021 glorious goodwood had been gloriously glorious um trying out a new thing trying out a new thing on the site trying out a new thing i'm better than the horses as i always am it's difficult to put up uh, my lucky 15s cuz you know it's just difficult to put them up but what i am doing is i'm um doing the same on the horse racing as i am on the golf i'm betting a percentage of the race usually about a little bit more than the golf 20 cuz there's more there's more i don't know it just it's it suits me better there's more value and there's more opportunity on the horse racing so i'm betting 20 to 30% coverage of the field win probability throughout goodwood and it had been um well it'd been going well it'd be going swimmingly short-term um up until so tuesday wednesday thursday three full days of racing 2000 well this is um this is to stake 200 pounds on the win liability i do stake a little bit more but what i'm doing is i'm putting these up um on the site Uh, just a little bit like the golf, right? So the golf, we put them up before the golf tournament. Uh, These, I'm putting them up on the site ahead of every race of every, well, lunchtime, ahead of the set of races on every day for every big festival this year. We've done Ascot 2021, which was a minus 1.76% uh, ROI, which is nothing, is that's technically zero, right? So, um, betting to win two hundred pounds on the win, that's staking three thousand four hundred pounds and being minus sixty quid at the end of it. It's nothing, right? So, I'm putting these up on, on the site. I think I'm calling them quick picks or something like that, just because you can sort of, well, not you, but I am logging on at one point in time, not spending the entire day in front of the tracker, uh, but just. Just reliably trusting in the EV that I see at that time, betting on the horses and then going away and getting on my day. That's the thing. Take it's, like, it's kind of like the golf. It's kind of like, can you just can you just take a snapshot in time, bet the required percentage that you want to cover the field, which for me is about twenty to thirty percent win probability of the race, and then disappear and turn a profit after the rest of it. And the answer up until yesterday was a forty point three five percent ROI. That is staked two thousand two hundred and seventy pounds. £916 profit up until the end of Thursday. Um think about the value in the horse racing is um it's stacked towards the middle and the end of the field. You always get more value at 16 to 1, 20 to 1, 30 to 1, 33 to 1, 30, 3 to 1 um, 40 to 1, 66 to 1, and you only kind of need um, a couple of them to place, or one of them to win, and you're absolutely fine. Well, check out the results today. Uh, The 5.20, 11 to 4, favourite wins. 4.45, 4 to 1, favourite wins. Race before, 2 to 1, favourite wins. 2.25, the 2 to 5, favourite wins. So when you get one of those days where all of the favorites just went it was worse at banger by the way um one two three four five six seven of the nine races the favorite one it's just one of those days where all the favorite ones and they always say that on the television and around the ring the favorites win the punters win well guess what the bookmakers are weighted on the side of everyone else other than the favorites because they are advantage players and advantage players are also weighted exactly the same way the favorites win the bookies tend to lose and the advantage players tend to lose and the losing mugs tend to win lost hand over fist on the friday uh, one two three four places out and uh, 13 losses those, those places not quite enough to cover those um, losses and that means that throughout Goodwood staking, well if I was staking to win £200 on win liability of each horse I'd have staked £2,217 and 30p and I'll have made £16.87 and pounds profit and amazingly across Ascot and Goodwood up until now, I'll have staked £5,674 for £43 profit, which is a little bit like betting, um, betting your life roll and then losing an atom at the end of it. It really is nothing. It just means time wasted. However, this is kind of like a, the, the, the shift in strategy is a lifestyle shift for me where um, I want to spend minimum amount of time Um, actually faffing around. You know, there were days when I was dutching the field, making quite a large sum. And if you want to do that, there's money to be made. But it's a time, cost, benefit analysis. And if you can make decent returns by upping your stake and having a sort of good understanding of bankroll management, then, you know, betting to £200 liability, I was... Goodwood anyway, £500, so that's sort of two and a half times the liability that I was running up, up into the end of Thursday, and then I lost it all and back to zero on Friday. It's the way the cookie crumbles. I'm okay with that. To tell you the truth, the worst thing that happens is that I'm break-even. It's not the worst thing that's ever happened. There's a lot of learning experience that comes in there as well. I'm trying to learn how to spend as little amount of time possible making money. You know what I mean? That's what I that that that's kind of the experiment that's going on with these quick If you want to follow them there's a page in the hub I was trying to push them to Discord but the timing got all wrong and um, I couldn't be bothered with that anymore The page is live through the hub For anybody that is a member of bookiebashing.net If you're not a member, why not? What's wrong with you? I'm not going to push you that way That's not what we do It's just that, you know, we're making money Although, wait, maybe wait for a couple of weeks Until the football's back It's extremely quiet And I am going to have a couple of weeks off My days is of August um, Well, I've got in 72 hours My brother-in-law's wedding Happy wedding, John uh, My mum's 70th Happy birthday, Mum. My son's third. Happy birthday, buddy. Uh, In 72 hours, and then we're all going camping in Loch Ness. We're going to spy Nessie. I am going to take my pizza oven and make some of the finest Neapolitan pizzas you ever saw in your life. I'll tell you what I did through lockdown. This is my goal. I tried to make great pizza crust. Pizza dough. Um, We even flew to Greece and talked to this guy that worked in a... An Italian Greek that worked in a pizza restaurant who to taught to me through the fermentation process the benefit of leaving the dough in the fridge for 24 hours before rising and the double, the double rising technique. And I couldn't quite get it right, but the fo- the 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 thing that was missing was heating the pizza to to 500 degrees in the oven, which you can't do in a normal oven because normal ovens go to 200, 250, 260 degrees. Got my wife to buy me a uni pizza oven. Other brands are available, but I only have the uni, and it's so much fun. It's so much fun. I can't recommend it enough, just because you'll never be the master pizza maker, but you can get really damn good, and it's also good to take away camping, which is what we're doing up in Loch Lomond this August. So we're going to have a little bit of a, you know, enjoy enjoy this downtime between the end of the Olympics and the start of the premiership season. Yes, we've got the second half of the Olympics, the athletics. In all honesty, the problem with the Olympics and value betting is any risks that you've got, you're better off keeping them to yourself. Nothing in the world of um, the Olympics um, benefits mass amounts of people knowing about it because the liability, like the, the risk management is so low. Um, you're better off just going out and trying to figure out your own edges. I have a couple. I've made more money actually on the women's football than I have done in the entire Euros. Um, god bless you and your free scoring um your, your 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 13 twos and everything else that you've got going on I also um quite enjoyed uh being on the right side of um France basketball versus the USA dream team when the French were um ahead in the fourth quarter the minute I bet on them um they scored 2 points to the Americans 13 but the uh, the French still won um sort of putting an end to the 23 match run of the dream team but all these things the taekwondo betting <laughs> the judo the your, your lady is it um sung jae lee or minwoo lee or somebody that isn't the golfer who is the 1 to 9 favorite over that lad who decided he was going to be a woman Um, and compete against the ladies in the 70-kilogram weightlifting. What are you doing? All of this, all of the edges that can be found there. Um, um, There's plenty around any bookmakers offering each way betting in the really sort of lopsided markets with the clear favorites but other than that anything that's stats derived i mean if there's anything that we we if you put it up in bookie bashing and it's sort of a thin 5 10% ev bet you you have approximately one to one and a half people betting on it and it gets cut and it's not good anymore um so it's pointless so all all olympics betting sort of certainly suits some personal research and everything like that. We'll just stick to the main things, the big things, the big darts, the big football, um, uh, uh, and anything else that's going to come around. So it's going to be sort of full gung-ho, all hands to the deck um, from the beginning of August onwards. Uh, one thing that we're going to start trialing from the middle of August onwards is that we are going to start sort of uh, full-time looking at uh, the coupons, the coupon bets, um, taking every coupon that we track on the coupons bet tracker, sending someone out to place a little 25p, 50p, one pound tester bet and updating the odds a little bit more regularly. There there was never anything really wrong about sort of the coupon tracker strategy. It was just occasionally, quite often, perhaps we had some stale odds in there. I understand that it was always very difficult um, for people to update them when they're out and about in the field. They've got better things to be doing, such as worrying about parking attendants and all kinds of schmallangly Shmellangily. Yeah! I'll tell you what. Shall we just end the Bashcast with shmellangily this week? But what we're going to do is we're going to update the coupon bets a little bit more frequently, and it's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be from the middle of August onwards. We are in full summer... Quiet time. So you take the high road and I'll take the low road and I'll be in Scotland before you. For me and my true love will never meet again on the bunny bunny banks of Schmailongly.